0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Creative Land. Let's start off here with a little bit of housekeeping, not much because um, it's actually been a challenge to move some of these items, meaning trying to get my podcast up on Apple Podcasts, uh, as well as Spotify, um, I think something went sideways with it. So I'm just in conversation right now with a specialist at Podbean who's going to help me out because I'm sure it's just user error on my part. But I will let you guys know when it's up on those um Two platforms, but of course it's still on Stitcher as well as on Podbean. And of course, you can also stream it directly from my website, www.sherlander.com. And uh, on the homesteading front, in terms of property and stuff, we have hunkered down uh, for some time, obviously, with what's going on in the world. We're just going to continue on the same plan that we originally had. And we just signed up with a real estate agent in the area that we're sort of honing in on um we're not 100% married to it but we do really love Vancouver Island so there's just a few areas there that we are interested in and we've got a real estate agent sort of sending us listings uh in that area so I'll keep you guys abreast of anything um, should it come from that and let's go into the podcast um yeah Let's talk about mistakes because they're uh, sort of important um, to creatives, and I'm I'm going to walk you through how I get there. <laughs> uh, let's start with a quote by Albert Einstein: "Anyone who has never made a mistake has never tried anything new." So let's really apply that from the perspective of a creative. In one of my previous episodes exploring our creativity, I explained that I view creativity as applying yourself in such a way that you create something from nothing. So by definition, then, (laughs) that means uh, you've created something new. And I mean, this refers to you whether you yourself are a new creative or an experienced one. So creatives at all levels make mistakes. If you aren't making them, then you're not growing and that's going to stifle your creativity. And actually the truth of the matter is that it's just fear. All, all of that is just fear. Um, it's not truly the mistake you're afraid of. A mistake isn't something inherently bad. Uh, in fact, Some of the greatest inventions have come from mistakes. I'm using my air quotes there. And, you know, you can look those up online. Um, I think, you know, for example, the sticky notes, I think literally that invention was a mistake. Uh, They were trying to do something else. And now, you know, we all have sticky notes in our house. So I really want you to think about that for a minute. You aren't afraid of the mistake itself. What you're more than likely afraid of is the potential judgment that could be a result of that mistake. And I said could be, and I used the word potential, because again, this is just fear. And uh, often when we let our mind run with fear, we turn it into something bigger and badder than it actually is in reality, or make something real that, you know, isn't even real. Let's look at that a little closer when it comes to art. Uh, If you take the time to analyze that fear, um, you know, are you actually afraid of ruining or wasting a 5 cent piece of paper no you're actually afraid that someone else won't like your art or you're afraid that you won't like your art you're afraid of judgment that's what i'm trying to get you to see you can take the judgment part out of how you think of mistakes sometimes it's easier when we think of someone else um like when kids are trying to tie their shoes for the first time i'm, I'm sure we've all sort of heard this in regards to mistakes, but, you know, do you scream at them if they don't get it right the first time? Or do you think they're stupid? Do you think they've done something wrong? Do you write them off immediately as a failure? Okay, so why would you do that to yourself when you make a mistake? Um, or, you know, fail to perform to the level you envisioned? Let, let's keep going with the the kid analogy or metaphor. Sorry. You know, I really should know the difference between those two, but I don't. Um, like, would you look at that adorable kid who's trying in earnest and tell them, you know, just stop and give up. You know, Johnny, you've tried once and uh, it's really obvious that you majorly suck at tying shoes. So I think you should just give up and never try again. You know, we're going to buy you some Velcro shoes because I don't want you to have to experience that tremendous pain and embarrassment of failing at tying your shoes. You are now a Velcro person. Like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous when we look at it that way. And, you know, I'm trying to be funny, but it's to illustrate how ludicrous it is to write yourself off if you fail when you're trying something new. Um, I even went so far in that little uh, skit there to label Johnny at the end and uh, call him a Velcro person. And it's obvious in this scenario that this line of thinking is ridiculous, but we truly fail to see this when we are judging or labeling ourselves. You know, we, we tell ourselves things like, you are a bad artist. As if that one mistake or even multiple mistakes define who you are. And it's just, it's not, it's not a positive way to move forward. And it's definitely not going to elevate your art or even motivate you to do art. No one on this planet can avoid making mistakes, but you can avoid viewing them as an error. And that's really good. And I think I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, to illustrate what I mean by that, like, let's look at a couple definitions of the word mistake. So I, I look these up. Just prior to doing this, um, on dictionary.com, uh, it's defined as an error in action, calculation, opinion, or judgment caused by poor reasoning, carelessness, insufficient knowledge, etc. And then Merriam Webster, um, it's a bit shorter, and this is the online version, so uh, a wrong judgment, colon, misunderstanding. And I don't know about you, but when I read those, like judgment, just pops out, and I don't mean just the word judgment that's in there, but you know, poor reasoning, carelessness. Basically, you've done something wrong, and that's just not the case. That's just that's not the case with mistakes. That's that's not how they should be viewed. Um, you know, it almost even slips into morality there, and that that's really dangerous, especially for a creative. Uh, black and white thinking, like good versus bad, and you know, something's right or it's wrong. When it comes to art, you really need to see gray. I, I truly believe that, that would be who you um, if you applied that to everything in your life. But when it comes to art, it's literally critical to your success. You have got to see the gray. Um, I was playing with the idea of like what if we redefined mistake? And um, I came up with this. taking an action that did not lead to the result you originally intended. That's really different that's that's a really different way to look at it. There's no judgment inherent in there. You're just looking at the results and it wasn't what you originally wanted. So that leaves you with opportunity. You know, Now you can move forward uh, to changing it to what you did intend. Um, no judgment, just get yourself away from labels. You've got to see the merit in what it is you've done. Some people won't pick up that paintbrush or even sing that song or write that first book. Um, And you are already a success when you take action and you need to focus on that positivity. If your creative endeavor doesn't turn out as you wished, view it, like I said, as an opportunity. An opportunity is positive. Um, I'm going to be releasing a podcast on reframing um, as well as on perfectionism. And although they have similar flavors to this episode, they each sort of have their own nuance. Um, Mistakes are, you know, very specific or sorry, the understanding of what a mistake is. And, you know, I thought it'd be fun, as I usually do here. I I usually share with you my failings and when I fall down. But um, I remember this one painting I did. Um, I wanted to branch into... A new type of art and it was abstract art and I started this series called Marblesque which I actually still create um, paintings for that series and I had gone to some galleries downtown I think and there were paintings there and they had texture on them now remember I'm a self-taught artist so <clears throat> excuse me in the beginning I didn't know a lot of these techniques and I saw this abstract art and it had texture all over the canvas and I just thought that just adds another depth to the art. And I thought it was so beautiful, um, but I didn't know how they achieved that. So I think I was at the Home Depot one day and, you know, I thought, oh, there must be something here that I can put on canvas that will create texture. And there was, and uh, I just used, um, you know, the drywall stuff <laughs> that you use to patch, you know, drywall. And I don't even know if that's what it's called, but uh Yeah, so I used that on this painting and loved it, loved how it turned out. Um, someone else loved it enough that they bought it and I shipped it off in the mail to this person and, uh, later kept using this substance on some other paintings. And what I found was that that substance cracks. Um, it does not have any flexibility whatsoever. <laughs> and when you think about that, that makes sense because your walls, you know, aren't meant to flex per se. Um, and I was just sick to my stomach about it thinking, And it wasn't even so much the mistake, although that didn't feel awesome. It was that someone paid for this painting and I sent it off. And for all I know, um, I think it arrived there okay because I didn't receive any emails or anything. But, you know, is it still standing to this day? Like, is that painting still in one piece? I don't know because if they push... Um, the canvas, which is flexible, it would have cracked that off. Uh, and again, if anyone's listening to this, and if you're the person who owns that first marble-esque painting, I am happy to create you a new one. Um, because I learned about something uh, through finding out that this cracks. Um, I learned that there's something called molding paste, which actually is um, flexible. So I learned that because I made that mistake you see what I mean? I, I wanted to correct that mistake. So I wanted to find out what is a better way? What is a better substance to use? So I went to the art store and was introduced to molding paste. And now I make textures um, of all different sorts because in taking that step, I learned that there is like pumice texturizer and gel texturizer. There's just all these different things. And I never would have gotten there had I not made that quote unquote mistake. And I just need you guys to see that in everything that you're doing, um, whether it's a mistake in your technical execution or you made a mistake in selling your art or, oh, there's another one that's really fun too. I had this painting that um, someone was interested in and I was sort of in the beginning of selling my art and I didn't really know um, how to price my art uh, as many of us struggle with that, Um skill but this woman asked me how much and I thought I was being you know so good in raising my price slightly and after telling her the price she looked me dead in the face and said I would have paid two times that and she didn't say it in a you know in a to put me down or ridicule me I think she was really trying to educate me that your art is worth more than you think it is and again I could have just freaked out and been like "Ah, oh, terrible mistake and I hate myself for that and oh my god but I didn't what I did was learn, and now my art is priced in a range that makes sense for my art, and I'm really comfortable with the pricing of my art. Um, and again, I learned that from making that mistake of of pricing it too low. Uh, so, you know, you just have to keep going. Mistakes are like your own internal guardian angels, and that might sound really hokey, but it's true. They're literally your friends because they're guiding you directly to what it is you want everyone knows that saying embrace the suck but i really like shakespeare's quote um let the embrace me sour adversity for wise men say it is the wisest course just think about a day when you can finally fully and truly welcome making mistakes honestly i want you to learn to love them so that you can learn from them because that's what they're there for; they're there for you to grow from, to learn. But you have to accept them, which means not judging them, the mistakes you make, or judging yourself for making them. There's actually a um, a beautiful art discipline uh, called kintsugi, and I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's uh, an Eastern philosophy which is applied to ceramics. Uh, I'm sure you can apply it to other things, but. What it is, is that um, beautiful pottery or ceramics that have been made, should they get broken, there are actually artisans who will mend them back together. And they do it um, with gold, actually. And it sort of enhances, like draws attention to the imperfection of the cracks that were mended. And in itself just becomes a new, beautiful work of art. And, you know, the philosophy behind that is... To embrace those mistakes. I mean, they go as far as using one of the most precious, beautiful metals to mend something that was maybe um, the, the actual substance it was made from was not as precious as that metal. Uh, but to see the value in something regardless of its flaws is just a beautiful sentiment. And it's kind of what I'm trying to get across to you here in regards to, you know, embracing your mistakes. So yeah, uh, sorry if this podcast was a little bit all over the place. I've been away for a while from my podcast, just, you know, crazy times. I hope everyone out there is keeping safe and, uh, you know, looking inside using this time to do some self inquiry or actually start those creative projects. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to get, um, back on the horse here. Um, And in closing, I just want to share from a website called brainscape.com. And there was an article there, 10 famous people who um, overcame failure. And I'm just going to give you a bit of a synopsis of a few of them. So Abraham Lincoln. So apparently he went to war a captain and returned a private. Like, Ouch. Like, ouch. Um, He also started numerous failed businesses. He went bankrupt twice and was defeated in 26 campaigns that he made for public office. Abraham Lincoln. What if he had just viewed his life mistakes, you know, his earlier ones as defining what he is or what he was capable of? Think about what he accomplished after that. It's pretty amazing. Um, Stephen King, actually, um, my favorite author. And uh, his first book, The Iconic Thriller, Carrie, uh, received 30 rejections. And he gave up on it. And he threw it in the trash. And his wife fished it out and encouraged him to resubmit, etc, etc. And you know, now he's one of the best selling authors of all time. And also my favorite author. So how cool is that? Like, I wouldn't get to read his amazing books if... He had given up. And now he's literally someone who inspires others to write. Um, another Steven, Steven Spielberg. So he was rejected from the USC School of Theater, Film, and Television three times. <laughs> Spielberg! Uh, he eventually attended school, I'm just reading this, sorry guys, at um, another location, but he dropped out before finishing to become a director. Um, So again, like you could view that as a mistake, as a failure that he dropped out to, to just sort of actively direct. And 35 years after starting that degree, Spielberg returned to that school and he actually completed his BA 35 years later. You know, was it a mistake for him to drop out of school originally? I mean, some might think so, but I don't because now he's Spielberg, um, And I'm going to end on Michael Jordan, who I'm sure everyone's familiar with. Um, I wasn't familiar with this quote, uh, which I'm going to end off on. um, But we all, I think we all know that he was cut from his, his high school basketball team, which is, which is crazy, right? Like, you know, he could have given up then, but he didn't. And I'm sure he was cut because he was making tons of mistakes. Like, I'm sure that the coach wasn't just like, you know, arbitrarily saying you're not going to be on the team. I'm sure that was based on the number of mistakes or errors Uh, while he was playing. And I love this quote from him. So here it is. I have missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I have lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I have been entrusted to take the game-winning shot and I missed. I have failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. Yeah, you guys, you've got to learn to love your mistakes. They're a beautiful and necessary part of you becoming a great creator. Till next time.